The following commentary does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff and management of WBCA or the Boston Neighborhood Network. If you would like to express another opinion, you can address your comments to Boston Neighborhood Network, 3025 Washington Street, Boston, Massachusetts, 02119. To arrange a time for your own commentary, you can call WBCA at 617-708-3215 or email radio at bnnmedia.org. Hello, Boston. I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom, and you're listening to WBCA 102.9 FM. Can you listen to WBCA 102.9 FM? Name my program is from the trenches, baby. Observation of trenches, the trenches, observation of trenches. But think about things that I see out here that we need to take a different take on. And again, I'm not here to, uh, I got nothing to grind against no group. I'm out here to, uh, I've been grinding because no group. But my focus is on my group, American born blacks or Adels as I identify as, American Center Slaves, because we have become a permanent underclass in a country that we built into the wealthiest country in the world. That's right. The wealth that was taken by force is still providing wealth for everybody but the group who created it. And the laws that came into the book through the civil rights era, the council would address that has been nullified and neutrified, nullified and neutralized will buy the benefit of everybody but us. And so I speak about things that are pertinent to my community, but also to the people in general. Some things you might agree with, some things you might not agree with, but it's okay. It's okay. But just put a different flavor into the atmosphere, things for you to consider. So today is going to be what's on my mind Wednesday. Yes, indeed, what's on my mind Wednesday. There are many things floating on my mind that I want to speak about. I want to put out to the atmosphere for you to consider. One of the things I want to consider, right, is ADOS or American Born Blacks, all right? Disparaging no group, against no group, not against our black Caribbeans or black Africans or anybody. But I focus on my group because as a mental health professional for the last two decades out in folks' home providing holistic mental health, mental health care, I get to see how our people are faring, how they're doing how laws made on high, how to affect people's lives. It ain't working, people. It's done nothing to uplift the group. So I mean no one any harm. But I want to speak to my group because my group need an advocate to say, hey, baby, it's time to pump the grapes, pump the brakes. This ain't working. And so in my dialogue today of what's on my mind Wednesday, I want to say to my group, it is time that we develop a code of conduct, a code of conduct, a code of behavior. How are we going to be- behave and treat each other? <clears throat> How are we going to conduct and, and raise our families? You got to have a set of standards. And what I'm seeing being a clinician for the last two decades out in our homes, out in our homes now, I'm out here in the trenches. You know, we, we provide in-home mental health support. I get to see how our folks are faring. I get to see how they are relating to their children and vice versa. I get to see their resources, their provision, their habits, right, their standards or lack thereof. And I come to this conclusion. A people who have been deemed a bottom caste right, because of racist laws and also racist ideology do themselves no favor by having no standards and no code of conduct. If you look on a lot of these, these, these platforms out in social media, Look at how our young folks are behaving and conducting themselves with no sense of pride, no reservation about what they say, what they do, or how they present themselves. And as I look at them, having been born in 1953, a part of the baby, baby, boomer, baby boomers generation, I think about those who came before me, born 1920, 1930. Those out there with Dr. King getting hit, side of the head, spat on, kicked on, lynched, beat down, spit down, you name it. They would be totally embarrassed and humiliated if they saw how we so nonchalantly conduct and present ourselves with no standard. Even during the worst of times when we had no protection on the law, we're not even regarded as human beings, as worthwhile individuals. Those elders in our community, all right, our parents, 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 
they did their best to first to show us and convince us that we were somebody. We were not the N-word. We was not those people. Regardless of what they thought about us or said about us, that was not who we are. That was not who we were. So, and it made Don Shear sure when they went in the public, they always presented themselves with class and elegance, class and grace. Look at how our young folks are conducting themselves today. Look how they put all their personal business out there on the social platform. All this sexual exploit. Also now it's in vogue to be openly gay, homosexual, transgender. What happened to us? What happened to the standards? What happened to our conduct? Our people who have no codes of behavior, all right, and who's in a society that's already, always, always treats you with hostility and contempt and disdain, you're doomed. You're doomed to be relegated to a bottom caste permanently. So one of my observations that I want us to consider as a collective body, we must develop a code of conduct how we're going to conduct ourselves out in the marketplace, out in our even in our homes. How are we going to treat our children, speak to our children, present to our children? Because I contend the large, a large portion of Ado's youth, Macklemore black youth, they're not going to be competitive out here in this world is changing. When I was coming along, it was here. Who's here? Whites and Negroes. Who now you got a a smorgasbord. It's like a, a all like being at an all-you-can-eat buffet, all these different ethnic groups out in there. That now your children must be trained to be competitive with. Competitive with. And <clears throat> the truth of the matter, they're not. They're not. We already know, all the data pointed out, that A, if you A those members living in these ghettos in these hoods, that your kids are already up, uh, attending subpar of failing schools. Boom, already give me. After that, if they come out of home where there's no self-discipline, okay, they have no internal drive to to acquire education for knowledge in order to become highly skilled with essential skills. They have no self-discipline. They have no respect for order or structure. Those kids are not going to do well in the school setting. That's fact. That's fact. And they come out of home that are, for the most part, right, not functioning at the optimum level. Add to the fact they are, they are, they are being raised in communities, right, or neighborhoods where all kind of dysfunctional behavior is going on, which does not lend itself to a productive mindset. School is someplace where these kids have to go. It is someplace they have to go, by law. The purpose of being prepared and educated for the future, you know, it's not there. Many kids, and I'm speaking from personal experience now, after two decades out here, they say the right thing. <clears throat> I want to be a lawyer. I want to be a doctor. I want to be an astronaut. Oh, you're the president. But you don't bring no homework home. I never see you with a book bag. You're always in class being disruptive. You're never prepared. So it's like a fool, right, saying, I want to be this and that. But you look at their action and their behavior and their conduct. You know, it's like they're just parroting, parroting what they've heard. But that's not in their heart. That's not within them. Because why? The behavior does not merit the action of what they're doing. So many of our young people are not going to be competitive out here in a very competitive society founded in white supremacy racism with an economic system that's called capitalism. Capitalism. Where there's two important components. One is capital, other is labor. But the federal government made sure through white supremacy racism that American blacks or Adels will be locked out of acquiring wealth that could be passed to the, next, to the next generation. So the only saving grace in our country, and she's a great country now, 
I haven't been blessed to travel. She's a great country. I, I do not do not deny that. But for those who are not prepared or those who are not competitive to be out here in this thing called capitalism, where labor determines your quality of life, our young people are not being prepared to be competitive out here, given that you got all these different ethnic groups running around here. So who's going to be further tattered to the bottom? You name it. You guess it. Ados, American-born black. So, again, without standards of conduct, without having a, stand, a code of ethics, a code of conduct, many of our youth, like their parents, are going to be washed away because they're not prepared to be out here. It's as simple as that. 2023, don't look good for the home team. And according to economists, by 2053, ADOs will be a wealthless group with no wealth. That's only in 30 short years, everybody. And that reality is already here. None of what you're seeing being built is being built with wealth that ADOs control. None of these luxury development, none of these, none of these, none of these uh, parks, none of these malls, none of these skyscrapers, none of this is being built that we are the owners of. Don't look good for the home team. If we don't recognize, we must, we must develop a code of conduct within our own group. Racism is going to always be here. America is going to always be a society founded and maintained in which the primitive racism. It is what it is. It's going, to always, it's going to always be here. They ain't going nowhere. The only saving grace for you to be comfortable in this country is your skill base. And if you don't understand the importance of, of acquiring essential high-income skills, your parent has failed you. And in most cases I'm seeing out here in these homes, their parents' parents have also failed them. You can't pass on what you didn't receive. And many, many in our community, Ada's community, parents have failed to prepare their children to be competitive in this society called America. Again, I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. The name of the show is From the Trenches, Baby. Observation from the Trenches, from the Trenches, from the Trenches, baby. You listen to WD, you listen to WBCA 102.9 FM. Listen to WBCA 102.9 FM. I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. Just sharing you my observation out here. Another thing I want to really, I'll just throw out here for my group to consider. You folks talk about all the time, we don't know ourselves. We got to read our history, know where we come from. I know quite a few folks, right, who've done quite a bit of reading. Pyramid, you know, kings and queens, all that stuff, right? No wealth. In America, if you don't own it and control it, Knowing all these these facts about black history or whatever might be good to know, but it will not affect your quality of life. Now, I'm going to say again, knowing all that history, right, might, good, might be nice to know. But in America, if you're not highly skilled, if you don't own and control these, 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 these assets, well, you just, you just know a lot. I know a lot of black Americans, Ados members, who know a lot of black about black Americans, about the pyramids who build them, you know, Egyptian pharaohs. Yeah, they can run it down to you. But how they living, baby? How are you living? So again, in America, based in capitalism, it's what you own and control that matters, baby. What you own and control. So knowing, you know, we come from kings and queens, but you're not acting like kings and queens. You're not behaving like kings and queens. You have no conduct that would that would uh, remedy or even relate to being a king and a queen. Come on now. It's just what? Super, superficial fluff. And when folks tell you, we got to know ourselves, where we come from. Yeah, you'd be better off, right, having a contract. You can hire yourself and other people like you. At the end of the day, I want you to be clear. And it should be clear to your children. You should teach your children. Dear, it's what you own and control. What you own and control. We see that 
paramount with all our entertainers. They're making millions of dollars, some of them. But they're just what I call high-priced properties. They don't own those platforms. They're paying them all that money. They're just a high-priced slave. Living good now. I'm not begrudging them. I'm not demonizing them. But the fact is they don't own those platforms. They don't own those companies. They don't own those. They cannot hire hundreds of thousands of black people where they can become middle class, get good, 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 get good paying jobs from those platforms. They can't do that. All they can do is what? Get paid and give out this superficial image that you can do it too. Well, I'm here to tell you it's a lie, baby. It's only a myth to give you the impression that you can make it too. And the fact is, it ain't happening. It's not happening. So knowing, you know, we once ruled the Nile, we built the pyramid, we come from kings and queens and pharaohs, it might be nice to know. But how you living, baby? How are you living? Are you comfortable? Are your needs more than met? Are you have, do you have life on your terms? Can you go where you want to go? Get what you want to get. When gas when gas at five bucks a gallon, were you struggling? Or do you say, well, I don't want to pay it, but I can comfortably. Because why? I ain't got to rob Peter to pay Paul. How you living, baby? I think we need to put our focus on how do our function in society found in white supremacy capitalism, given the relationship that black Americans right, have had to live with. The foundation of this relationship is built on, if you don't know, 247 years of the worst crime committed by man to man, chattel slavery. It didn't stop there in 1865. It will continue for another plus 100 years. So for 247, over 350 years, right, black America right, has been the wealth that America now stands on. And we have been locked out because of the color of our skin. So knowing about Africa, knowing about the pyramids, knowing about all these different great African tribes and civilization might be nice to know, but it won't feed you. Not in society based on capitalism. If you don't teach your children about white supremacy, how it works, how it functions, Everything that you teach them will confuse you, confuse them. And I can say we are confused people. We are confused people. We put our focus on everything, but how do I thrive and prosper in a society founded in white supremacy capitalism, given that the foundation of black American I exist on is tarnished by 24, 24, 247 years of chattel slavery, and by another 100 years of legalized slavery doing the Jim Crow codes. How do I navigate that? How do I prepare myself and my children right, to succeed and prosper given that foundation that our relationship is built on? How do I do that? I contend we've been sold the wrong code. Knowing about the pyramids and the kings and queens and pharaohs, might be nice to know, but it would not allow you to prosper in society found on white, white supremacy capitalism where labor is supreme. It's the only saving grace. We need to start a new message. That message needs to be, if your child is not or do not possess essential high-income skills, they're going to struggle. And given all this massive illegal immigration here the last 30 years, Black Americans are no longer needed for what? Entry-level labor, entry-level, entry-level, or what? Cheap labor. In some cases, you're not even needed, right, for so-called the skilled position. What you gonna do now, baby? What you gonna do now? What you gonna do now? Just this my observation from the trenches, baby. This is my observation from the trenches. Okay, I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. You listen to WBCA 102.9 FM, WBCA 102.9 FM. Name of the program from the trenches, baby. Observation from the trenches, from the trenches, from the trenches. Well, speak about what I see out here affecting my group, 
Ados, American born black. The group that's given the most to America, but always gotten back to Lisa. Fought every war she ever had to still only be re enslaved. The most loyal and devoted group of all the immigrants here, which we are not one, but we still got nothing. And if we don't understand, no one's coming to save us, baby. It is what it is. Ain't about being, you know, uh, negative. Ain't about being pessimistic. Ain't about being doom and gloom. It is what it is, baby. It is what it is. So if you don't understand the importance of essential high-income skills, you're going to live a mundane, uh, mediocre life, you and your children. It's your call, baby. It's your call. Another thing that I want to speak about, I want to speak my mind Wednesday, what's in my mind. I am very pleased that the trustees of Harvard University did not fire the president of the university who went down there to Washington, D.C. to speak about, you know, anti-Semitism. Anti-Semitism. It's amazing. This group, of about 5% of the population, has total control of what the other 95% can say. Now, when Miss Healy, okay, said that she should kill all, that all the Palestinians should be killed all right, from, 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 uh, from uh, October 7th, you know, Neil Haley, who's running for president, nobody said about, oh, you know, uh, uh, we got to censor, we got to censor her speech. We got, you know, you got to change that. But because students, right, might say, okay, kill some Jews. I'm not, I'm not disputing that, Okay. That still is protected under freedom of speech. Speaking, speaking is one thing, doing is another. But because this group, all right, is so much power, APAC, you know, and very influential Jewish Americans in very high places, high donors, they got the president of UPenn fired. I'm sure they probably told her, told, told the board of trustees, hey, look here, man, you're starting to lose $100 million in donations. One hundred million dollars. That's a be the change. That's a nice piece of change. They probably told the president, this lady, right? Although they, although she resigned on her own, they probably told her, look here. They probably, they probably went to her and said, look here. We know it's not fair. We know it's not right. But we can't let the hundred million dollars, right, be taken from us. So you must take one for the team. Yep, you got to take one for the team. You must fall on the sword for the team. Because we need that money. We need those big donors, right, to keep giving us money. Yes, we got a code of conduct, all right? Yes, we got, you know, procedures on, on freedom of speech that the trustee board approved of. You're just the president. We know that. And we know that, yeah, that, you know, it ain't right. But you got to take one for the team. I'm convinced that, A, the board of trustee told her, you know, you got to step down. And do it on your own. We'll take care of you now. We're going to make sure, you know, you're going to be okay. You know, you're going to be okay. Well, that is the hypocrisy of America. We're seeing through this whole ordeal, the start of October 7th, we're seeing white supremacy come up naked. That a lot of what it says are just that, lies. Lies. Freedom of speech applies to everybody, but some groups you better not touch. If you say anything about Israel or the Jewish community or anti-Semitism or Jew-hating, no, I don't hate you. I don't agree with you. Because now, having read for myself, I know the history of how it got started. What you did to the Palestinians, taking Palestine was wrong. There's over 700,000 people in 1948 that you drove off their land. The reason why they always hitting you back because they can't fight you up and up because why? You've been funded and equipped by the most lethal killing force known to man, United States killing machine, United States Armed Forces. They have nobody backing them like that. So they got to hit you where they can, where they can. Got to do what they can to make you feel pain for what you have done to them. But again, the corporate-owned media does not tell you or tell Americans the truth about how it got started, why these folks are fighting. Until I started reading for myself this year, one of my classmates 
from grad school told me to meet, read uh, a couple of books. For more information, for more information, I would recommend you a checkout by uh, former President Carter, Palestine, Peace, Not Apartheid, title of his book, by President Carter, again, for more information about the situation. Uh, you can check out Palestine, Peace, Not Apartheid. And also, for more information, you can also check out Israeli, Israeli Lobby, right, Foreign U.S. Policy, to get a baseline of how we got here, why we're here. And that's why this thing is non-resolvable. Non, uh, you can't resolve it because they're taking these folks' land. And they have, they have developed and settled this land. So all of Palestine, for the most part, it's Jewish owned and controlled now. What's left is like pff, a corner here, a corner there. They're taking all of these folks' land by force. But read for oneself. You see, we backed the wrong people. That's my belief. We backed the wrong people. So again, when it comes to freedom of speech, that law speaks for itself. It does not. Uh, define what constitute right going overboard. Just say we have the right freedom of speech cannot be you know impeded on. So think people might say some things that a might make, make you uncomfortable that you might not you might not you might not like to hear. Well, that's that's freedom of speech. It's when that speech becomes right actualized that then they now must face the consequences of their action. So if I was the president. Of European, I never would would would, 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 would resign. You're gonna fire me. And I told the, the, the Congress people, if you had done your job by not supporting this illegal act, we wouldn't be here today. If you had done your job, okay, by not financing them for the last seventy five years, for the last seventy five years of a two about two hundred and eighty billion dollars, we wouldn't be in this mess. And we would, we would not be held in contempt and disdain by all Arabs and Muslims in that part of the world if you'd done your job. But I know most are bought by the lobby, by the lobbyists. That's why you can't call, couldn't call for a ceasefire because you've been bought and paid for. But she couldn't say that. She couldn't say that. But I would have. Yes, indeed. Let the truth speak. Hypocrisy, this country is found on a lot of lies. And thank God the people are coming to see the lies that white supremacy has been built up, built on, and maintained on. Like I said, she's a great country. She's a great, great, great country. But she's wicked, 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 wicked. And you're seeing firsthand also how Europeans have conquered the world. That's right. It's a white man's time to rule the world. Call it like it is. It is what it is. That's why they colonize the world and rule the world by what? Weapons of mass destruction. They had the cannons. They had the guns. They had the Gatlin guns. They had those. Africans, Africans didn't have that. It is not running. Every people that they, that they conquered, right, none had automatic weapons to fight back. It's easy to slaughter people when you got guns, right, that would that would neutralize their their mass their mass numbers. You might have the numbers in people, but we got the weapons right that will a neutralize that. So we see in firsthand how European whites came to dom dominate and colonize the world. What you seeing over there in uh, Palestine is a replica of what happened in, what happened in America. All right, the Caribbeans. Africa, you know, India, anywhere where those people are speaking English, French, Spanish, Portugal, you're seeing firsthand how that was done. It wasn't no kumbaya, you know, we come in peace. No, we come to take your stuff. We're coming to take your stuff. That's exactly what you're seeing when you look at Palestine. You're seeing how white supremacy, imperialism, right, have conquered the world through bloodshed. You're seeing firsthand. Again, is what it is, baby. Is what it is. Again, I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. You're listening to WBCA 102.9 FM, 
WBCA 102.9 FM. And the name of this program, From the Trenches, Observation from the Trenches. From the Trenches, Observation from the Trenches. From the Trenches, baby. I speak about what I'm seeing out here, why we need to add the people who's been oppressed and exploited, Adels. It's time to recognize we need some change. We're going to change here. So I'm going to take a break. Be right back. Don't go nowhere. And I will, I will continue with my What's On My Mind Wednesday. Be right back. The following. Some people won't give you the real talk on drugs, but it's time we know the facts. Fentanyl is killing people. It's a powerful opioid, often made illegally and commonly mixed with illicit drugs. It can even be pressed into counterfeit pills that resemble prescription medications. Just two milligrams, about the size of a few grains of sand, could potentially be lethal. This isn't an ad to scare you, but it is an ad to make you think twice. Get the facts. Go to realdealonfentanyl.com. This message is brought to you by the Ad Council. It's time for today's STEM tip. Okay, you know recycling is important. No one wants plastic in the ocean. Here's a cool way to repurpose a plastic bottle. Build an awesome terrarium. Cut a large plastic bottle in half and fill the base with sand, pebbles, potting soil, and your favorite plant. I chose an African violet. Put the top of the bottle over your base and place it in the sun. Your plant will grow sealed in its own ecosystem. Fun, right? Learn more at She Can STEM. A message from the Ad Council. If you are struggling to afford internet service for your household, there is a new government program that may be able to help. It's called the Affordable Connectivity Program, and it provides up to a $30 monthly discount to qualifying households. Find more information about the program, including if you qualify and how to enroll at FCC.gov ACP or call toll free at 877-384-2575. That's 877-384-2575. Hey, Dad, how do airplanes fly? What's in this box? Is this tree good for climbing? How are babies made? What does this thing do? Kids are curious about everything, including guns. Talking to them about gun safety in your home is a good first step, but you can do more. Always keep your guns locked, unloaded, and stored separately from ammunition. Safe gun storage saves lives. Learn how to make your home safer at nfamilyfire.org. That's nfamilyfire.org. Brought to you by N Family Fire, Brady and the Ad Council. You hear that? This is my Boston accent. This is my Boston accent. Yeah, it is. Shh. This is my Boston accent. This is our Boston accent. Hear it for yourself. Discover your own. This is Boston, and we are all inclusive. I'm back, Boston. Again, I'm your host, Larry Higgins. Larry Higginbottom. Name of the program. I'm in trenches, baby. Observation in trenches. Observation in trenches. You listen to WBCA 102.9 FM. Again, listen to WBCA 102.9 FM. I come to you live every Wednesday from 6 to 7. Just sharing my observation. As I have said before, I'm a licensed clinician with the Osiris Group as a founder. We serve families out in the community, providing mental health support to families who are going through the various trying times. So I've been blessed to see for the last two decades how our folks are faring, how policy made on high, and how it affects people or its outcome. It ain't working. These policies have done nothing to address what got Dr. King murdered, which was for black Americans, Adels, to be treated and dealt with as full-fledged American citizens with all the perks and benefits of whiteness. That included not just the right to vote, but due process under the law, right? Be able to live where they want to live. Top quality schools, good homes, good communities, access to city contracts, city contracts, state contracts, federal contracts, private contracts, essential high-income position, good health, Mental health. All the things that comprises white, white privilege, King was fighting for to be viewed and treated as a full-fledged citizen with all the perks and benefits of whiteness. Civil rights movement failed. 
to achieve Dr. King's ultimate objective. And so we're now back here at square zero, y'all. You might well say everything that uh, King was fighting for, we now are at square zero. That advantage has been evaporated. It's gone. So on this here Wednesday, I'm speaking about what's in my mind with I'm speaking my mind Wednesday about different things I see out here. That it's time to recognize it's time for a do-over, baby, a do-over. Another thing that we need to really, I think, come to terms with, we do not need to celebrate any optics or their material that's going to degrade, all right, denigrate, humiliate, humiliate us, or make us into less than honorable men and women. Rap, they said 50 years. They were celebrating this weekend, you know, 50 years of rap. Rap started out wonderfully. I remember when you could listen to Cool Mo D and all those guys, you know, Sugar Hill Gang, Curtis Blow. You could listen, you could listen, listen to it with the most uh, righteous of people, God-fearing people, holy rollers. Because the lyrics about good time, party time. You know, it was not sexualizing our women. It was not about murdering black men or beating up black people or terrorizing the community. It wasn't about that. So when rap started in 1970, I think I was 20. Yeah, 1920. I think it was when 1973 started 50 years ago. I was 20. I could listen to rap with my mother and father. Two devout religious people. My father was the minister. Many of my friends go to the house. They was looking to Sugar Hill Game, Curtis Blow. Okay. Somewhere, but in the late '80s or '90s, right? Rap took a turn for the worse. And what's so what's really so ironic? Here, folks talking about you know, uh, you know, you want to curtail freedom of speech or hate speech, right? All of these Jewish owners of these platforms, all these Asian owners of these of these record companies, these Caucasian owners of, the, of, of these record companies, none of them, none of them ever want to stymie free speech when it's black Americans or Ados entertainers talking about how they want to kill black men, how they want to put in the atmosphere, right, lyrics that glorify murder. Right, you know, misogynistic behavior. No, we're not going to censor that. Why? You're talking about harming yourself. About yourself. But you talk, when you start talking about harming Asians or the Jews, all right, all of a sudden now, right, it's time to rewrite the laws. It's time to rethink freedom of speech. But you can denigrate and degrade Ados. You can denigrate Hey, those women, children, you can deal with yourself. And we'll make billions, billions of dollars, being the owner of this here asset. You can make some money too. You, you, can, you can become a household name, make some million. But once you say anything about killing Jews or Asians or whites, oh, no, 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 no. I call you hypocrites, all of you. All of you hypocrites. And that's why I say black Americans, we need a code of conduct. Because nobody's going to, A, make sure that our image is elevated by us. So these same folks are hollering around talking about anti-Semitism, anti-Semitism. They're making billions off this garbage. Because they own the platform. Along with the Asians, Sony, they own, they own that. The Caucasian, they own those platforms. They own distribution. They own the platform that uh, Jay-Z, 50 Cent, all them guys are on. They're just high-priced piece of property, baby. That's all they are. If the nerd talking about, well, you know, you know that, 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 that speech done went too far. When you're talking about killing eight of those people, a black American, or our women being, you know, made into what I call, you know, overly sexualized women, that's cool. Hypocrites, all of you, all of you. Freedom of speech is freedom of speech as long as it does not 
ruffle your feather. But as long as our so-called artists, artists, entertainers, whatever you want to call them, out there denigrating, degrading, humiliating us, no, 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 we can't change. No, 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 we, no, 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 we can't, we can't, we can't stop that. No, 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 no. They have the right to say it. Freedom of speech. But if you say you want to kill a Jew or death to Israel, also, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, you're going too far now, going too far. If we're going to be about it, let's be about it. And we got now young men, young Ados men, who believe this nonsense. And they're killing each other at an alarming rate. And our women, it's like, all they want to do is twerk, twerk and dork, twerk and dork, twerk and dork. That's why I say we as a community need to develop a code of conduct whereby we can censor our own because these lodges, these other uh, uh, groups, I'm not going to do that because they're making billion dollars, billion dollars all of our ignorant, ignorance and stupidity. Nobody's coming to save us, baby. That's why I say many of our youth are not being prepared to be competitive out here, to be competitive out here. All they're going to get in the end is a cage to be thrown in. That they can uh, sit there until the day they die. So it's time for us to recognize and to be about it. We need a code of conduct amongst us. That's my belief. Because what's out here now is not working. It's not working for us. Again, you're listening to WBCA 102.9 FM. Again, WBCA 102.9, 102.9 FM. I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. And in my program from the trenches, observation from the trenches. Observation from the trenches where I speak about what I see being a clinician for the last two decades out here with family, providing holistic mental health support, getting to see policies made on how, how to affect folks down in the trenches, it ain't working. It's not working for us, baby. It ain't working. Another thing that I'm so, 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 so saddened about, when it came to a ceasefire, the vote taken in October, all the Democrats, let me back up a second, down in D.C., they are 535 people down there in office. It's a hundred of those are from a hundred of those are for a hundred of those are, are, are senators. You got a hundred senators and 435 folks who are Congress people. In the Democratic side, right? You only had nine Democrats that voted for a ceasefire, only nine, and one Republican. Not one politician from the state of Massachusetts, not one, be the congressperson or senator, not one voted for the ceasefire. Not Liz Warren, not our own Alan Presley, and not even Ed Markey, none of them. Not a one. That let me know that none of these people here are worth my vote. And all they can say, she got a right to defend herself. She got a right to survive. No, know what I know now? No. The question should be asked, does the Palestinians have a right to survive? Do they have a right to fight to take back what was stolen from them by force? That should be the question. That's who should be, be supporting. But not one, I'll say again, not one Massachusetts Politician down in D.C. voted for the ceasefire. Not a one. Not a one. And so the whole country, the whole world got to see that the Democrats are no different than the Republicans. Every Republican, for the most part, voted for that genocide to continue. Even President Biden. How can you vote for him or for Miss Warren or for Miss Presley or for, or, or for, Ms., or for Mr. Mark Markey, any of them? How can you do that? When about 70% of the people wanted a ceasefire, but they said, heck with you. 
the APAC is more important because why are we getting millions of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars from these folks? So, and we learned also that they are so powerful that they can determine who wins and who loses. Who wins and who loses. And these are Jewish Americans fighting to extract perks for Israel, a foreign country, on the taxpayer's dime. And you know, these folks are always saying, you know, the American people, we, the, we represent the American people, the American people, we for the American people. But the American people now know you're lying. The American people now know you're lying. And so I cannot in good conscience vote for any of these people ever again. Seeing that, A, despite what the American people wanted, they didn't have the courage to cast a ceasefire vote. Not one politician in the state of Massachusetts, not one, voted for a ceasefire. Even Hakeem Jeffrey, the head man in charge, he now the leader of the Democratic Party. Even he did not vote for a ceasefire. When I did my research, because he got he getting over four hundred thousand dollars from APAC. All of them. Prayer that Joe Biden have gotten millions from them. You name them, they all been bought, baby. So when they tell you, I'm representing, I'm just representing, representing the, American, the American people, a lie, a bold-faced lie. And here, Trump is no better because he, like you say, he's for Israel. Hook, line, and sinker. Hook, line, and sinker. So for him, I can I couldn't vote for him either. So I'm going to vote down ballot. Down ballot this time, as I did last time. But I would not be voting for any senator that's going to A, give this here country a thumbs up. I do not share their belief, and they don't share mine. So I can't do that anymore. And one thing I'm glad about this here conflict in a way, it's shown just who politicians are there to represent. Everybody but the so-called people who they swear sent them there. They have shown their true hand. There's no difference between a Republican and a Democrat. They all want to what? Rule, rule, rule. They want to rule the roost. This is my belief. Come your own conclusion. But again, to me, the future resides with our young folks. The Folks come behind us. Millennials, Gen X's. It's your show, baby. In about 15, 20 years, when the, uh, uh, my group is either retired or done died off, hopefully you'll bring a whole new spirit to this country with truth and integrity in policy. Because these two groups, baby boomers, baby boomers, and the greatest, 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 greatest generation have failed you terribly. You've seen that firsthand. I know for myself, it's the first year in my life I read to see how that travesty, travesty happened over there in the Middle East. I read for myself. Because before, I just was glued to the tube. They were showing me everything. I would say this, man, the poor Jews, they've been slaughtered by all those evil Arabs, all those evil PLO people, all those evil uh, Palestinians. Once I read for myself, so that's why these Palestinians are fighting these people. They took their land. They came, Britain dropped them off there. All right. UN sanctioned this year, partitioned 1947. They declared statehood in 1948. They killed and murdered and drove off the land with 700,000 Palestinians. Now I know why these folks are always fighting these people. I just now read for myself at age 70. So all these years, during these conflicts, I would sit there and be fed this false narrative by corporate-owned media. Mm-mm-mm. Well, we know better now. And for the young people coming, coming behind us, don't worry, we'll be dying off soon, and some will be retiring. 
So the future is with you, Gen X, and also millennials. So it's up with you. You can make the, you you you're right this year because why you not have true information. You've seen the truth. You know the truth. I understand that a lot of blacks now are going for Brother Trump. Like I say, he like Biden also favors Israel. I can't vote for either one of those guys because both are supporting a state that came into existence that never should have came into existence and been, have been maintained through our military support. So I can't do that. But anyway, again, I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. We listen to WBCA 102.9 FM, 102.9 FM. Name the, name the show from the trenches, baby, from the trenches. Operate from the trenches, from the trenches, from the trenches. Just something you think about. Again, I'm here every Wednesday from 6 to 7 o'clock. I'll be here next week bringing you a different narrative, you know, about things that I see, what I think need to change. But I do believe, I'm very, very optimistic and hopeful that the millennials and Gen Xers, you all see the truth. And like my generation, the baby boomers, you have not drunk and you have not drunk that juice of the Jewish community about them being victims. Victim, victim. No, you ain't no victim, baby. You've been victimizing people. You got your hand in America's taxpayer's pocket, but you ain't no victim. After reading for myself, I now know the truth. And you're far, far, far from a victim. And at insult to injury, you've been paid reparation from Germany for the last, what, 50, 60 years for the crime that they committed. And rightfully so. I understand also you'd be getting another $1.4 billion in 2024 from Germany, part of, part, of, part, of, part of reparation, which you're entitled to, but you know, you should get that. But you ain't no victim. I now know better. As the old folks say, to know better is to do better. I believe in that. And I think that Gen X's and millennials, you know, hold on to the truth. You now have seen America for yourself. You have seen how she came into existence. I think that you're going to do better when you take power. Yeah, about 20, 30 years. We, you know, we'll be died off by then. You know, we'll be old and gray. But you've seen the truth, how things are. And it always starts with the truth. What the Bible say? And the truth shall set you free. Yes, it will. So I got nothing but high hopes and praise for the next generation. Having seen how my group, and the so-called greatest, greatest generation have done, baby boomers that failed you. But I know that, hey, you're going to make things right. So until then, next time, next Wednesday at 6 o'clock, be safe, and I will see you then. Peace out. The preceding commentary does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff and management of WBCA or the Boston Neighborhood Network. If you would like to express another opinion, you can address your comments to Boston Neighborhood Network, 3025 Washington Street, Boston, Massachusetts, 02119. To arrange a time for your own commentary, you can call WBCA at 617-708-3215 or email radio at bnnmedia.org.